Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Slow Burn Media and Evergreen Podcast presents Who Killed? A podcast that provides a voice for the voiceless. It's a stunning break in the case. After five days in police custody, denying repeatedly that he killed Stephanie Flores, the young Dutchman broke down in admitting to murdering the 21-year-old Peruvian student in his hotel room after a night of drinking and gambling. The bombshell confession came late last night. Under intense questioning, the 22-year-old Euron reportedly told investigators that he attacked Stephanie Flores. He grabbed her by the neck when she took his laptop, he said, and started reading articles about him on the Internet. I did not want to do it, he tearfully admitted. The girl intruded into my private life. She had no right. I confronted her. She was frightened. We argued, and she wanted to get away. I grabbed her by her neck and I hit her. The prime suspect of the 2005 unsolved disappearance of Natalie Holloway has arrived in the U.S. from Peru to face charges connected to the case. Joran Vandersloot landed in Birmingham, Alabama today under heavy guard. He is facing federal fraud and extortion charges for allegedly trying to pressure Holloway's mother into paying him $250,000 in exchange for disclosing the location of her daughter's body. Holloway vanished during a school trip to Aruba and was last seen in the company of Vandersloot. Her body has never been found. Vandersloot is currently serving a 28-year sentence in Peru for the murder of a young college student in Lima. A judge says the prime suspect in the 2005 disappearance of Natalie Holloway in Aruba has now admitted he killed her. Earlier today, Joran Vandersloot pleaded guilty to extorting the Alabama teen's mother in 2010. The 36-year-old had demanded $250,000 from her in exchange for the location of her daughter's remains. Part of today's plea deal required Vandersloot to reveal information about what happened to Holloway. Her mother expressed her relief earlier. I got the answer I've been searching for for the past 18 years. Yaron Vandersloot's confession means we have finally reached the end of our never-ending nightmare. And for me, reaching the end of the nightmare, being over is better than closure. You may remember 18-year-old Holloway went missing during a 2005 school trip to Aruba. Vandersloot has been in custody since 2012 after he was convicted of killing a 21-year-old Peruvian college student. Hello and welcome to a very, very, very special episode of Who Killed? The press conferences. And this one is 18 years in the making, if you can believe that. Uh, one Jorhan Vandersloot has uh, finally confessed to the killing of one Miss Natalie Holloway of Alabama. Today was a victorious day for the family, and I can only imagine what kind of uh, pain they've been going through for all these years. Clearly, this kid was out of control. 
He had run of Aruba. He was literally the prime suspect from day one. And the ups and downs, the peaks and valleys, we've always talked about these on my show and other shows. And I can't fathom what the family has gone through. And the case that actually led to his confession is disturbing in its own right because he was convicted of pretty much extortion. Well, it was extortion. He extorted Natalie Holloway's mom of $250,000 for the location of her body. Well, that is a crime in this country. And regardless of the fact that you're serving a 28-year sentence for the murder of another college-aged girl, Stephanie Flores, it is a little disturbing to think that this person was one time walking around and free to kill because clearly he is a killer. And sometimes it's a one-off. I don't think this guy would have been a one-off. I think he would have been a serial killer. And he is going to have to serve this sentence after he finishes his 28-year sentence in Peru. This guy is not getting out anytime soon. Let's also not forget the fact that the information that he did give to Natalie Holloway's mother was actually totally bunk, and that's not cool. Definitely not something you want to do to an agonizing mother. I thought, in lieu of me talking about the case, it would be better to hear from the attorney of Natalie Holloway's mother and Natalie Holloway's mother herself. So take a listen because this is a case that if anybody knows true crime, they've been following this for years and years. So this is some justice. Again, this is another piece of hope that, hey, one day maybe Amy Mahalovic's killer will confess. But we can only hope that that day comes. But today we will celebrate in the fact that Vandersloot is not getting out of jail anytime soon. And he finally did provide closure to this case. So take a listen and enjoy. Good morning. Thank you all for being here with us this morning. My name is Prima Escalona and I'm the United States Attorney for the Northern District of Alabama. I'm going to make a pr brief prepared statement and then I believe that Beth Holloway will also be making a statement. Today marks the end of 18 years of wondering what happened to Natalie Holloway. Now, Beth and Dave can rest, and Natalie can rest, knowing that justice was served. For the Holloway family, this has been a journey filled with patience, perseverance, and courage as they continued to seek justice for Natalie. I hope today will give them peace. I want to extend my deepest appreciation to the FBI the Department of Justice's Office of International Affairs, the governments of Peru, the Netherlands, and Aruba, the United States Marshals Service, and the Shelby County Sheriff's Office for their efforts that helped make today possible. I also want to recognize from my office, Lloyd Peoples, Catherine Crosby, and Tanya Benninger, who worked tirelessly over the last year and a half on this case along with many others in my office who have worked towards justice for the last 13 years. Also, I want to thank the court 
and the federal public defender and his team for their diligence and professionalism throughout this prosecution. Ensuring a successful prosecution took a great amount of collaboration and I'm grateful for all of the hard work and dedication that has been devoted to this case. The world watched in 2005 as Beth and Dave Holloway experienced every parent's worst nightmare. As a mother, I cannot imagine the heartache, the sleepless nights, and the tears that Beth and her family must have shed of wondering what happened to Natalie. Despite their grief, the Holloway family kept fighting for justice for Natalie. Their love for their daughter and sister is what brought us to this day. For Beth and Dave and Matt, I hope today is not just about this sentence. I hope it's about healing, about finding peace, knowing they did everything they could for their daughter and their sister. I hope today will help all of us move forward, not in sadness, but in celebration of the incredible life that Natalie lived. Beth, may her memory be a blessing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can tell you with certainty that after 18 years Natalie's case it's solved as far as I'm concerned it's over it's over Yaron Vandersloat is no longer the suspect in my daughter's murder he is the killer in the course of his felony prosecution here for extortion and wire fraud indictment he gave a proffer in which he finally confessed that he killed Natalie he described when and how he killed her. He said that after killing her on the beach in Aruba, he put her into the water, and that was the last that he ever saw her. That was all verified by a comprehensive and conductive conclusive polygraph test. Even with this confession, though, he can't be tried here for Natalie's murder. But I'm satisfied knowing that he did it. He did it alone, and he disposed of her alone. I won't give you the details of his brutal confession. Those will be forthcoming when the proffer is made public. You will also have details of the plea agreement which was reached, his sentence of the extortion, and the wire fraud will run concurrently with a sentence in Peru for killing Stephanie Flores. And that's fine with me. Thanks to a lot of very smart and dedicated people here, I got the answer I've been searching for for the past 18 years. Yaron Vandersloat's confession means we have finally reached the end of our never-ending nightmare. And for me, reaching the end of the nightmare, being over is better than closure. It's been 18 years since Natalie disappeared and Natalie would be 36 years old today. I still miss her every day. It's been a very long and painful journey, but we finally got the answers we've been searching for for all these years. We finally, today, we got justice for Natalie. 
So thank you all so very much and being supportive of us in our long 18-year journey. Thank you. By the way, inside you said, you know, you started, said we did it. How do you sleep tonight as a mother who has what she has today? Yeah, I think we sleep, we sleep well. I mean, this has been the most unimaginable journey, and, and I know everyone has been with us on this, and, and we are so appreciative of it, but for us to finally put this to rest and being over, as I said, it's better than closure because our never-ending nightmare had to end, and we are so grateful that we can say that today, that it is over, and that is getting justice for Natalie. I don't. I just know that there are no charges that will be here for his murder, but hopefully, maybe they will look into that. Do you need that, or do you have what you need? No, I have what I need, but um, we're. Well, I have what I need. Did you Her believe what he said that he's a changed man? I definitely don't. I don't believe he's a changed man at all. How did it feel to see him in the courtroom chapel? Oh, it feels victorious. I feel like you finally be, begin to transition from the victim to the victor, and it begins to make the pain and suffering feel somewhat less intense because you're, you are here. You are at this point, the pinnacle of the journey, and you've gotten justice, and you've gotten the answers you've been so desperately seeking. So it felt victorious. Are you confident you got the truth out of him? Oh, I'm absolutely confident, yes. Yes. You had the opportunity to talk to Yoram in the courtroom. What did you tell him? I was able to tell Yoram that I think in this long ending nightmare, I was able to express things to him that I had been wanting to tell him as far as, you know, telling him who he is. And he is a killer. He is a killer. He will always be the killer. He will always be now the black mark in Aruba. He's now confessed to two murders, so I, that was good for me to be able to, to tell him that and do, to share that. Do you hope that Aruba maybe reopen the case? I don't know about that, but I'm just sticking with Victorious right now. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about in the courtroom they said that you sat as he was explaining what happened. How was that moment? It is shocking and it is horrific to hear a killer that describing the brutal things that he did to my daughter, Matt's sister, it's shocking and it is very disturbing. But it's things that parents have to know the truth. They have to hear the answers as to what happened in order to put this to rest and for it to be over. Beth, did uh, Vandersloot uh, let you guys know if others are involved? Did he act alone? Yes, he acted alone. Thank you all so much. Beth, tell us about tell us about Natalie. Tell us about the 18 years before. Natalie was very bright, very smart, dedicated young lady. She was on her way to college. She was headed to medical school after that, and I have no doubt she would have made it all the way. So uh, we love her. We miss her very much, and uh, we wake up every morning with thoughts of Natalie. But now we wake up knowing that we have. We have reached justice for Natalie. Hey, so she thank was you. truly the best sister I could have ever asked for. Absolutely. Have you have you said a full and complete goodbye to Natalie at this point? Have you visited with her in your own way 
and let her know that you have peace with all of us. I don't I don't really look at it as saying goodbye to Natalie because we wake up every morning and our and the, the hope that filled her her life and heart feels ours today. So we feel like we carry Natalie with us even forward now. And that's a good, that's a that's a very good feeling. It like I said, it feels victorious. But thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this very special press conference about the solved case of one Natalie Holloway. We can put this one in the books as being a completed case. It's nice to know that the Holloway family has some closure but again there is a giant void in their life and unfortunately it will be there for the rest of their lives and this is something again that we have nobody but Vandersloot to blame for this awful tragedy because again this guy is a serial killer in the making and he is a really bad dude so good thing they finally nailed him on this particular case and again, he's going to be in jail for a long, long time. So hopefully he is never out of jail and we can all sleep soundly. But hopefully the Holloway family will take some solace in this confession and can close this chapter and maybe move on and uh, bring some positivity back into their life. So again, very sorry for the families and... Thank you so much for listening. These press conferences are important to listen to because these are the people that are involved and it's not being dictated through the microphone of a podcaster or a newscaster. So this is something that is worth listening to. And I think as you continue to listen to them, you will get more and more familiar with sort of cop speak and the way that they speak sort of in between the lines. So Thank you again for listening this week to this special episode and stay tuned till tomorrow when I have another brand new episode. So thanks again and until next time, as always, stay healthy and be safe. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. 24 hours ago, I found out the person I'd been dating and seeing for the last six months as a con man. That is my sister, Emma. Andrew Tonks's lies had been so convincing, she'd invested $300,000 with him. However, the tables were about to turn on Andrew. What he didn't know was that Emma had discovered his real identity. But to get any chance of justice, Emma had to act like it was business as usual. Coming up in this series, and that's when murder, all this stuff goes through my mind. I'm really, really scared. I'm assuming Sarah has watched too much Netflix and figures I've been defrauding you. Couldn't be further from the truth. That's what this was, a real life story that seems so unbelievable, but it was actually true. A true story that all starts with one simple 
Swipe to the Right. I'm Sarah Ferris. And I'm Emma Ferris. And this is my story, Conning the Con. <laughs> 